0: following podcast contains content that some listeners may find confronting. Parental guidance is recommended for children. Welcome to The Missing. My name is Manny Carudas, and in this episode we will explore missing persons cases in the hope we can solve the mystery of their disappearance and reunite them with their loved ones. Every year police around Australia receive more than 38,000 missing persons reports. That's one person every 15 minutes it's a shocking statistic and while most are found quickly for those who do not return the impact on family and friends is devastating and it's the unknowing that is the worst and families of missing people describe it as a nightmare you never wake up from it's a feeling of loss and hopelessness that goes on and on no matter how many years go by it never gets easier a dark cloud hovers over you and a dreaded feeling of mourning fills every second of every day. It's an emotional form of torture because families never stop searching for their missing loved ones. There are more than 2,600 long-term missing people in Australia. A long-term missing person is someone who has been missing for more than 90 days. The sobering reality is that many long-term missing people have met with foul play, and that means there are killers out there among us responsible for the disappearance of someone's loved one. Someone somewhere knows something. Anyone with information about a case needs to come forward to end the suffering of the thousands of families who wake up and go to bed every day wondering what happened to their loved one. Not every killer can keep a secret or commit the perfect crime. So if you have information about a missing person, you need to speak up now because no one should get away with murder. No one. From all appearances, Stephen Goldsmith had a great life. A 28-year-old Englishman was living in Queensland, a place he loved, and he had a good job as a landscaper and tree surgeon that paid very well. He enjoyed a fantastic circle of friends and came from a caring and loving family. But one day, Stephen Goldsmith vanished without a trace, leaving no clues into his disappearance. To
1: just disappear off the face of the earth. That is totally out of character for Stephen.
0: Originally from the United Kingdom, Steve came to Australia in 1995. He intended to stay for a year, but liked it so much, he extended his visa for another 12 months. After his visa expired, Stephen returned to the UK and set about gaining Australian residency. As a qualified tree surgeon, Steve found a job and was granted residency in 1998 who travelled and worked from New South Wales to South Australia, then Western Australia, before settling in Brisbane in 1999. But within 12 months, Stephen's idyllic life appeared to be suddenly over, and he was gone, never to be seen or heard from again. I would
1: love to think that Stephen was alive and just hiding, but we have to look at all the different possibilities here
0: Six weeks before Stephen vanished, he moved into a new apartment in a trendy Brisbane suburb of New Farm. Sergeant Carmel Harris from the Queensland Missing Persons Unit says he was happy. He loved his new place and his job, and life appeared to be good.
1: He had his his good friends, his good mates. He always kept in touch with his family. He was just an all-round nice guy.
0: On the 6th of July 2000, Stephen visited a couple of mates, Hugh Sweeting and Russell Clark, in Toowoomba an hour and a bit west of Brisbane. Hugh says he was fine, but a couple of days later, he failed to show up for a doctor's appointment. He also didn't attend work, which was unusual because Stephen was a conscientious and reliable worker. Hugh tried calling him, but Stephen wasn't picking up. After not hearing back from Stephen over a number of days, Hugh jumped in his car and drove from his home in Toowoomba to Stephen's apartment in New Farm, Brisbane, a 300-kilometre round trip. He knocked on the door, but no-one answered, so he left a note under the door and left. More days passed, and when he still hadn't heard from Stephen, Hugh went to the police and reported his mate missing. Every possible scenario has crossed my mind. Police went to Stephen's apartment and found his car locked in the garage, along with all his tools. Inside the apartment, it appears that he hasn't taken any personal effects or clothes with him. His passport is still there, and the only thing missing is his fishing rod. Apart from that, there was no sign, hint or clue in the apartment of what may have happened to Stephen. Police discover a load of washing still in the dryer, indicating that he intended to come back or that he took off in a hurry, but why?
1: It could be foul play. It could be something that Stephen has done to cause his own disappearance. There's a few different scenarios...
0: Sergeant Carmel Harris conducted a thorough review of Stephen's case seven years after he disappeared, when all the leads dried up. She hoped to kickstart the investigation and unearth new evidence that would lead police on the right track to discovering what happened to the missing man.
1: Well, we're going back and we're talking to all the people who knew Stephen, just in the hope that there may be a little bit more information that they've forgotten to tell us. We just want to get it all, all correct. So that uh, we haven't left any stone unturned. And that's what's important, not just for us, but it's important for Stephen's family as well.
0: The last confirmed sighting of Stephen was when he was captured on CCTV withdrawing $3,000 from an ATM on the night of the 10th of July 2000. What happened next, no one knows. To try to find out, Carmel travels to Toowoomba to speak with Stephen's two best mates, Hugh, who reported him missing, and Russell, one of the last people to see Stephen alive.
1: Carmel Harris from the Missing Persons Unit. Who is this
2: only oh, yeah. Hugh. Hugh? Hi,
1: Sweetie. Hugh.
2: Russell?
0: Russell and Hugh saw Stephen when he visited them on the 6th of July, four days before he vanished.
1: I'd like you both to think about back to when you last saw Stephen, the last couple of times you saw him, did he appear at all unsettled or depressed or unhappy with his life here in Australia?
2: He's 25, 26 years old and he's earning $300 a day, you know what I mean, I wasn't afraid of spending it. He had a beautiful apartment uh, down in Brisbane, you know, swimming pool in a gym and all that.
0: When Stephen first disappeared, Hugh immediately felt something was wrong. He tried his mate's mobile, but there was no answer. You know, I thought, first of all, we might be late
2: or something like that. And then after, after an hour or so, I rang him and uh, there was no answer um, on his phone. You know, my first reaction, I was really annoyed but, uh, because, you know, I, you know, we were relying on him for the day's mm. work um, but I knew it was very out of character for him not to ring and let
0: me know what was going on. So worried was Hugh about his friend that he got in his car and drove 150 kilometres to Brisbane and slipped a note under the door of his apartment. But days passed and there was still no word from Stephen. So I think I went down a few,
2: few days later and, and um, found the caretaker and knocked in and asked him to let me into Steve's apartment, which he reluctantly agreed to do. And um, when we went in, there was my notes still underneath the door, untouched. Um, there was wet clothes in the tumble dryer, you know, kind of a little dribble of red wine left in a glass, and his wallet and credit cards all. You know, it's like he just popped down a shop to buy a newspaper or a packet of cigarettes or something, you know. And maybe he was drunk with people and, and he fell or something, and, you know, people stressed out, and, you know, and that's the only things you can think of are those obscure things. What do you think's happened?
1: I think it's highly, highly unlikely that he's gone off camping and Mm. and liked it so much and decided to stay there. Too much time has passed. I think Stephen was a a nice man. I don't think he'd do that to his family to not keep in touch with them.
0: Stephen's parents, David and Leslie, are baffled by their son's disappearance. Each year Stephen has been gone has been another year of misery.
2: He would always keep in touch every three to four weeks. We'd have little notes from him. Um, it's just, just so strange.
0: It's as much of uh, a mystery to, uh, to his friends and his, and his, and his mates as, uh, as it, is to, uh, it is to us. It's heartbreaking for David and Leslie Goldsmith, who have made countless trips over the years to Australia from their home in England to keep up the momentum in the search for their son. They even have a Facebook page dedicated to finding Stephen, they want to believe that he is alive, but all the signs point to the fact that he is not. But there is no body to give him a farewell or to have a memorial. So his parents are stuck in a holding pattern, and they have been for 20 years. Hugh has stayed in contact with his best friend's family, and he says the pain they feel is palpable. Every
2: little bit of hope they're hanging onto, it's very sad. Um, you know, they, they hear reports of a wild man who'd been living in the woods for seven years just coming into a town and they ring me up to see if it was him clutching at desperate straws.
0: Over the years, police received a number of reports about Stephen's disappearance, including a call to Crime Stoppers that claimed he had been murdered and his body dumped in the Brisbane River, just 500 metres from his apartment.
1: Somebody said they saw someone pushing a shopping trolley with something in it off the end of the jetty.
0: Police immediately converged on the spot, pinpointed by the caller, and divers scoured the murky waters of the Brisbane River, looking for Stephen's remains. We dived off a
1: pier um, and we did a progressive line search underneath the pier on the way out and uh, looking underneath. Uh, no visibility at that stage, obviously, so it's a complete hand, hand search, not a sight search. Um, There was nothing under the pier
0: on that time. Another anonymous caller rang the Toowoomba Chronicle newspaper and said she thought she'd seen Stephen in Normanton. The woman claimed she'd met Stephen and that he was homeless. Again, police chased up this lead, but they could find no evidence of Stephen living there. Normanton, which is a small outback cattle town more than 500 kilometres from Brisbane, has a very large Aboriginal population, so a red-headed Englishman would stick out but no-one else could confirm the report. In October 2007, a coroner's report concluded that Stephen was dead, although I am unable to make any finding as to the circumstances of his death. The Queensland Police Service says it has exhausted all lines of inquiry into Stephen's disappearance, and the case is no longer with the missing persons unit. It has been taken over by the Cold Case Squad, who is reviewing the file, to see fresh eyes or new technology or investigative methods may find something that was missed and can help in the search for Stephen. There is also a $250,000 reward for information into Stephen Goldsmith's disappearance.
1: The file will never be closed unless Stephen or Stephen's remains are found. But someone out there must know something about what has happened to him. Slightest little bit of information could be invaluable to us and to final closure for Stephen's family and friends.
0: It's 20 years since Stephen Goldsmith disappeared without a trace. His dad will never stop looking for him, and until they find Stephen deceased, he will hang on to the slimmest of hope with both hands. And if Stephen, um, you know, is watching or he's out there somewhere and um, you can see or hear... Uh, then, you know, please, please just get in in touch with us because we just like to know that um, you're safe and well.
1: We can't give Stephen back to them. We'd love to be able to, but we just can't. I think they're very strong people and I think their family support will get them through it, but their lives will never be the same again. Never.
0: Stephen Goldsmith has been missing since the 10th of July, 2000. Stephen would be 48 years old today. He is 175 centimeters tall, with red hair and freckles, and a fair complexion. He has several tattoos on both his upper arms and an eagle on his shoulder blade. He walks with a slight limp following a work accident. Do you know what happened to Stephen Goldsmith? Someone somewhere knows something. If you have any information, please call Crimestoppers on 1800 333 000. To see photos of Stephen Goldsmith and other people who are missing, please go to our webpage at themissingpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to check out the Missing Facebook page. I'm Manny Karudis. Thanks for listening to The Missing. The Missing is the creation of Manny Karudis, produced by Manny Karudis and Martin Weaver. The Missing is endorsed by the Daniel Morecambe Foundation and supported by the National Missing Persons Coordination Centre. Don't forget to listen and subscribe to The Missing on Spotify, Apple Acast and the Google podcasting apps.